0: Welcome to A Spoonful of Podcast, where we dive into the magic of Disney destinations, searching for a great big beautiful tomorrow. Broadcasting from the backside of water.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 170, wow, of a Spoonful of Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Dickens, here with my co-host in crime, Brian Galloway. Brian, how are you doing, sir?
0: I'm doing great. I think it's uh, it's getting, I hear the jingle bells coming in. It's starting to be the holiday season, and uh, uh, it's, great. it's great to hear all the people celebrating and getting ready for the festive season.
1: Yeah, it is holiday season, and and you know, I, I saw a post today, Brian, side note, of the incredible line at Magic Kingdom to get into the park, and you know, it is a, as of the time of recording this, it's a Monday, the week of Christmas, so um, yeah, I would expect a, a pretty long line getting into Magic Kingdom out into the parking lot uh, on a Monday, which We know is a incredibly busy day for Magic Kingdom and the Christmas week. And that's a good segue into what we're talking about today. So today is kind of a did you know episode, Uh, much like the, the kind of facts I just mentioned. There's some good planning tips, which we just did a planning episode, but there's some quirky things or unknown facts that we think are important or that are helpful when you take a trip to a Disney park. Um, like what I just mentioned, Magic Kingdom being busy on Mondays, the Christmas season, you know, all this kind of stuff, it all stacks up. And without some people who have experienced it, it may be some things that, you know, you may not know.
0: Right, Brian? Exactly. Exactly. There's, there are, there's a lot of things. There's there's a lot of things that happen that people don't know about. Um, and, uh, you know, you you'll learn things every, you know, we think we know everything and we learn things all the time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We do. So, um, you know, I, I came with this idea again, this kind of like a, did you know? So I, I picked the top five did you knows that were just on my mind, Brian. I've been thinking about these five things recently, uh, at least a couple of these, you're going to say, duh, how could you not know? But it's because I've encountered either family or friends or, or people I've seen online that may not know, or they may know and be scared to, Uh, not scared, hesitant to use a a service or to use this tip or something along that line. So um, you want me to start?
0: Yeah, you go. Okay.
1: All right. So here's one that I I thought about that kind of birthed this (laughs) idea of this episode, which is the idea of home delivery. So Brian, you've used this before and, and you can for sure share your experience with this, but you know this is the fact that if you are on say a week long or even 10 day Disney trip or something like that and you see several things in a store or something along those lines and you don't want to carry it around all day or you know you don't want to carry it around all trip or say you flew in and you don't drive to a park uh, this is a service that is offered at a lot of stores on property and that is home delivery and just for a small fee You can set this up with a cast member and they will ship your items that you're purchasing via UPS or FedEx straight to your home. So it will bypass you having to carry it around in your backpack or stroller, bypass your resort, bypass having to worry about it on the plane and get it straight to your house. And I think that is an excellent, excellent service, especially if you are purchasing something valuable like an ornament or a piece of artwork, or like a lightsaber, or something along those lines that is cumbersome or fragile. So Brian, you've had experience with using this service, right? Well, yeah. And
0: that's kind of, yeah, yeah, I think you, uh, you, you segued on one of one of the things I brought up in our previous episode was that, um, you know, and this is, I'm going to, you know what, this is pretty interesting, because I'm, I'm going to add my did you know to this. So do it, because do it. It, it actually, it actually works. So um as far as shipping home i do it all the time i pretty much do it every trip because i don't want to carry anything what's the sense and why carry it through the parks i always i always think back up when i was when i was younger i went to the parks with one of my siblings who had kids and um, we went into magic kingdom and we went on the pirates of the caribbean the first time that was the first ride early in the morning and one of the kids wanted to buy like five things you know, here at like eight thirty in the morning. Hey, we want all these products. So then my sister was lugging them around all day. And I thought it was like, okay, something's wrong here. There's like, there's a better way to do this. And so I always, I vowed I would never be that person. And I always try to, yeah, um, I ship things. So when my kids wanted things, I'd say, great, you know, and I pop them in a the box and ship them home. And when I got home, there was four or five boxes and that's okay. But I didn't have to like lug them around all day. And I didn't have to put them in my suitcase and I didn't have to worry about them. So one of the, you know, the cool, you know, we, you know, even the droid, we got droids, um, like the last trip, we got droids over in, in, uh, in Batuu and and uh, we shipped them right home. I wasn't going to carry those things around all day. They're, they're heavy and bringing them on the plane. I always laugh when people come on with, you know, oh, five know. droids and a lightsaber on the plane. Like, guys, ship them home. I mean, yep. Yep. What, why go through all that trouble and why make it so much of a burden for yourself? So that that's a pain. But so the Christmas ornaments. So did you know? That if you go to either the Christmas shop in Disney Springs and the Christmas shop in uh, Magic Kingdom in Liberty Square, both of them will monogram ornaments for you. So you can go there and pick ornaments and they have new ones every year. You can go pick an ornament. They have people there who are artists and they actually will do an amazing job monogramming. And I just recently was, you know, was looking at some of the ones that I you know on my tree and i pulled out the one that we did last year which is great cuz we hadn't on, on the tree yet and um we get one from every year every year and we and it helps it helps remember your trips and so we have a lot as as you, as you can tell i'm starting to get the smaller ones because we used to get the real giant ones and now they're taking yeah. out the whole tree yeah. but um <laughs> but it it's so so you can ship that home and to me that's the safest way because one they pack it amazingly good right so they make sure that there's no damage they put it in a box, it's packed, it's sealed, um, it comes back, it comes safe. So you get it home. And then if there's a problem, you can always return it. But if you if you try to bring it home yourself, are, do you really have the room in your bags to do that? Are you, you going to be able to make sure it doesn't get damaged going through security, going through... Um, the luggage container at the airport and like the way they throw, you know, you're you slinging your bags around the yeah. Sam Samsonite commercials. Yeah. <laughs> Slamming them all over the place. No, you're you're not, you're going to, it's going to get messed up. So I like to do this better. I think it's easier. It's very relatively inexpensive. actually all the shipping, we shipped the droids home. I was surprised on how reasonable it was. Yeah. So it's very reasonable. So right. I think they get a great rate from either UPS or FedEx or whatever they use because they get so much. So I would take advantage of that guys. Don't mess up your trip over a couple dollars. Like it's not, don't even cheap. You can't cheap out on that because it's not that expensive. So just do it. Ship them home. Um, Even locals could ship it home. You don't have to, they don't have to lug them in your car. If you're getting, you know, if you're getting a, a uh, Mickey anvil, that's a little, very heavy, have it shipped home and you'll be fine. So did you know that those, those um you can monogram the ornaments. It's an amazing thing. It's a tradition. It's a, it's a great holiday thing and it'll brighten up your tree, but also utilize Evans of shipping at home. It's a great thing.
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, it's a good one. And and the ornament thing is interesting uh, to, to piggyback off of that really quick. We went to Germany in Epcot recently because my brother and sister-in-law had bought a Germany ornament and it had broken. Now it had nothing to do with shipping or taking it home. It had fallen off their tree. We went and looked and there are beautiful ornaments in the Germany pavilion. So just the FYI there, there's also some beautiful like wood cuckoo clocks and, you know, just exploring the shops. There's ornaments everywhere, especially around the holiday season. So not just the Christmas shops that will have them all year, but a lot of the actual, um, you know, main stores or stores in like Epcot countries or resort stores have ornaments this time of year. So just want to add that there. But OK, go into my next one. Uh, Brian, I am, uh, I'm stealing this from your recent experience and you can probably, hopefully not on your list, but the idea of, and this is where I want to start with it is people complain a lot because when you, if you're staying off property or not at a Disney resort where it has bus transportation, you may be offered a shuttle, you know, like a, a, a bus service from another Orlando area resort. And when you're taken to the Magic Kingdom, you're dropped off at the transportation and ticket center, which you still have to get on the boat, the ferry, or you have to take the monorail to get up to Magic Kingdom Park. But if you have the Lyft app, then you can request a minivan if you're going to uh, Magic Kingdom. Now, this is not a minivan. It's in an N-I. It's a M-I-N-N-I-E as in the mouse. And this is a special Disney operated service that you can purchase through the Lyft app. It is probably two to even three times the cost of a regular Lyft or Uber, but only when you're going to Magic Kingdom, I would recommend this because they let you out right at the front. They have a dedicated minivan drop-off spot that is right where the resort buses let Guest off. So you bypass the transportation ticket center and you are let out right at the front of the park. Now, like Brian has done recently, you can use Uber or Lyft to go to other parks that will, you know, have a little bit better transportation drop off spots. And it's very inexpensive. And there are Uber and Lyft driver staging areas all across property. And it's just a great service to use. Brian, you're going to say something?
0: no and i think that's great you know the, the thing about so one of the problems that i think magic kingdom has to me is the transportation and ticket center like yeah. so yep. i would like to get dropped off where the buses are like so yep. magic kingdom is the one that has a big flaw and that's what in the, the way minivan can do right it, they'll drop so that off mini the so that minivan is key it's yes. worth again it's a little expensive but it's better it's more expensive than an uber but for magic kingdom think about this guys and we always talk about your time your time is worth money so for you to go to the transportation and ticket center walk that whole way go up the ramp go either to the monorail or go to the boat wait for the monorail wait for the boat Mm -hmm. ride it over deal with the crowds deal with the smelly people um yeah and then get over to the go over to the parks okay best case scenario it's half an hour. I, I don't even know if you'd have to hit everything perfectly. Um, and that's if you run, maybe, you, you know, because you just don't know if you if you run, maybe it'd be less than half an hour, but I don't even think it will be. So how much is of your time is half an hour worth? Mm-hmm. And so that's that's the way I look at this. Um, look at that and say, you know what? I'll pay a little extra and I'll get the minivan and I do not have to deal with any of that stuff and I walk right in. So I yeah. love it.
1: And, you know, you may also hear, oh, well, I'll just Uber to the contemporary and I'll walk over. Well, a lot of times if you don't have a dedicated dining reservation, then your Uber or Lyft driver could be turned away. I mean, that's the official planned Disney blog question answer for that is a lot of times the drivers will be redirected to the transportation and ticket center. So that little cut through, it may work, but don't count on it. So the minivan is the only guarantee of that. And, you know, like Brian has shared in the past episodes when he was there for conferences or stuff like that, using Uber or Lyft is fairly inexpensive. You know, minivans drop you off at the front, but uh, other places, resorts or other parks, uh, it's, you know, for very cheap, you can bypass the whole transportation system and get dropped off. It's like perfect, you know, pick up, drop off. It's just a seamless process. And uh, it's, it's pretty affordable, too. So that was my did-you-know tip.
0: No, it's a great one. And, and, and I, I think more people don't realize how convenient it is. Now, you know, people moan and groan about, oh, you know, they took away the Magical Express. And, you know, okay, that was a great thing. That was a great add-on. But I never found that to be super convenient. Or always it was kind of slow, and you had to wait for people. And depending on what stop you had, and the seats were kind of cramped. Yeah, um, yeah you know what do i i I don't mind that it's not that expensive to even get one from the airport so um that's a that's that's not my do do you know but did you know but that is one so that's a good one too now my did you know is this and it's an interesting one and you probably don't you probably don't maybe you do and you don't but i don't know if you're ever evan if you ever have this problem where you're wondering where the heck can i get fishing equipment when i'm at a magic kingdom resort right like you don't where if I just see, hey I wanted to fish in one of the lakes or I want to do you know I wanted to fish somewhere where can I get fishing equipment? Oh. not that easy, right? Not that easy, but you don't you know the normal you know I, I would tell you that World of Disney, which has everything, does not have fishing equipment. But <laughs> but in at the at Fort Wilderness in um they have two gift shops and I don't know again the one that's clo- the one that's furthest from Hoopde Do I don't know the name of that one so I I probably could look it up um. That at that that gift shop, they sell all bait and tackle that you need to fish. So if you want to go fishing in the lakes and do something cool like that, on a, you know on an off day, they have everything there, and they're reasonably priced, and they even they even rent. So um, they rent a lot of stuff. So you can go rent a pole, rent and buy some hooks, rent a pole, get some bait, um, and you can fish. It is still there, and you can still do that, and. I just think that's the coolest thing. Um, We've only done it once, but to me, that was just, I had to do it just because it was there. And, you know, it's cool.
1: That is cool. And, you know, I want (laughs) to reiterate this, that I didn't know that Brian was like, duh, when we talked about it on one of our trip reports that I did a while back is uh, if you are going to Fort Wilderness to purchase some fishing equipment, just remember that if you're driving, you cannot drive right up to said gift shop or hoop de do, you have to drive into the big parking lot and then take a transfer bus to your stop on property. So just just remember that. Um that's something that when we went to eat at Trails End, we did not uh know or do our proper planning ahead of time to to figure that out. But yeah, that's a good point. Now I always wanted to go fishing on property. I gotta do that one day. I want to fish and I wanna golf, and that's just things you don't really think about doing when you're on a Disney vacation, but um
0: I recommend, I recommend if you really want to fish, I would recommend going on one of the boats at the uh, beach and yacht club. They have boats you can go there and and rent um, with a guide and it's very inexpensive and they take you to all the hot spots and they actually bait your hook and, and pull your fish up for you. So you can always do that.
1: And they're, and they're going to put you in spots where you catch fish too. You know, we we caught,
0: we caught 35 bass in a matter of an hour. Yeah, I mean it was just amazing to this day. I still, I'm still amazed by that. I, I tell people, and they're like, "No way, yes, we did." So
1: that is really cool. <clears throat> so my next one, which I mentioned, um, I, I kind of planted a little seed there, is golf at Walt Disney World. So uh, I'm sure people have seen the golf courses, right? There's four golf courses at Walt Disney World alone. Now, what I wanted to share is you can actually get golf lessons. At Walt Disney World and the staff is uh, PGA professionals. So what this looks like is you can get golf lessons, uh, which you know they, the staff consists of PGA professionals. There's different things you can do. Uh, you can do a 45 minute session. You can do a half or a full day of golf school. They will do an, a video analysis of your golf swing and they'll work with you on that and show you different Ways to improve your swing. There's group lessons, so like corporate events, and you can do on course lessons as well. So they have um, special deals that sometimes go on. They have um, all kind of stuff you can do in 30 minute, 45 minute, 60 minute, but you can get it's it's from PGA qualified instructions, and you can set it up. And it's it's ran by Arnold Palmer Golf Management, which runs uh, all the courses there, but that is cool. You can actually get lessons, and it's not just by some random cast member named Jim who may know how to play golf. It's actually from a qualified, certified PGA uh, giver of lessons uh, on property there. So, very cool idea to to do.
0: I think that's amazing. I think that is so amazing, um, and it is it is a great thing there. I mean, the courses there are great. I have had a chance to play there, not in a long time, but I have. Um, and they're great and they're just high quality now and to go with those professionals, you know, they're going to do a good job. They're, they're, um, and, you know, obviously you got to tip them a little bit, but that's what you have to do with any, any, any of the people that do that. But it, it's, it's, a it'll be a great thing that, to do and, uh, you're, you know, you'll love it. And if you bring, bring your family members or, or you just want to do it yourself, you'll have a great time.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can do, I mean, if you do a full day intensive, probably includes all kind of stuff. I mean, it can, it can be a few hundred bucks, but they offer instructional clinics sometimes on uh, that are only 20 bucks a person. And I mean, what a deal. You can go to a, a short little clinic on golf and it's for 20 bucks. So anyways, good, good point there play golf um at Walt Disney World and they're beautiful courses I remember staying we stayed at Old Key West in a deluxe studio in a corner room and it was right above the tee box for one of the holes and it was just so cool watching people tee off from right there from the balcony so anyways golf lessons that's one of my did you knows.
0: that's a good one so here's my my next did you know is um have you ever notice something and it's it's a very interesting thing. So one of the if you ever go go over to the living seas and you go in there and and you go to where the the fish the fish exhibits are and you walk around the tanks and you'll see a heart uh or a Mickey actually you'll see a heart but you'll also see I'll see a Mickey uh like it's not a hidden Mickey because it's actually a, out in the open but there's a Mickey um Made mm-hmm. up of shells underneath in the in the actual exhibit, yep. and it's it's there. You get the fish go over it, and when I've done diving there, I went right by it. But my did you know is this that in the middle of that Mickey are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of shark teeth, huh. and for some reason the sharks come over that area when they lose their teeth, and you know not usually when you know not you know, it's probably at night or when they do things, but for some reason that was the area where most of the shark teeth end up and i just must be just the way they travel and whatever and, and and the current but when we were there when we dove they said hey listen if you see any shark teeth you can grab as many as you want cuz we there's there's hundreds and hundreds wow. cuz sharks sharks lose teeth all day right they lose them all the time they have they have so many sets of teeth um so i went down there and i i got a couple dozen. Um, I got, I got enough that put them in this plastic container. I had a ton of them, but that is, that thing is filled with shark teeth. So in the middle of the Mickey, you know, make, take your cameras and zoom it in a little bit filled with shark teeth. And it's pretty cool. And it's a very, not very well-known fact, but if you go on the dive tours, they tell you that all the time.
1: Well, I did not know that. And that is one of Ezra's currently favorite locations. So I'm excited to go and, and tell him that now cool fact there and i know you yeah, had scuba diving i mean that's almost a did you know i mean obviously you know it's a big tank and you don't see scuba divers a lot so some people may not know that you can do scuba lessons there and you've done them several times so spoonies if you have questions about that brian's done it a lot so he will be happy to answer some questions on
0: on diving there and i may be doing it again pretty soon too so
1: Ooh. Um, cool all right so my next one This is one that's a little bit of a duh for especially Brian and and a lot of you Spoonies that probably use this service, but it's, it's bell services at the resorts. I mean, I cannot tell you the amount of people that I know personally, family and, and even friends and stuff like that, who never have used bell services. And, you know, this is something that is advertised as complimentary And, and a lot of people don't Use this kind of stuff because they may be. This is what I was talking about earlier. Hesitant of the process, or they're foreign to this kind of stuff. Um, you know, growing up, me and my family, we we never we never went to places that had bell services. So this was a foreign concept to me that I had to learn. Uh, we would go to like condos and stuff, but you know, these are owner condos on the beach, and they just didn't have. Bell services or valet services. So anyways, this is just a foreign concept that I grew up thinking this is just for fancy hotels and fancy people and not me, but it's really simple. It is incredibly simple, actually. So if you get arrive at your resort at any time um, before check-in or something like that, and you need Bell services to hold your bags for you, they will gladly do so. And it is advertised as free, but tipping is, is, you know, appreciated. It's not
0: free. It's not free. I mean, like, and so just... Understand that you, if, if you guys, if anybody thinks it's free, you got to tip the people. You no, you got to tip yeah, the people, yeah, but oh, they, yeah, yeah. on it's the not Disney free.
1: website, it, it says it's a complimentary service, but you have yeah. to tip the people.
0: Yeah, you can't, <laughs> a, you can't not, like, don't, don't, don't think that, hey, it's free. I'm not tipping. You got to tip them, No, you got to tip the people,
1: the tip. but Disney does not charge you a separate fee for this is what, is what I mean. It's, yeah. it's included in your your resort stay, but you do need to tip. It is a service just like um, any sort of typical service but uh, you can drop your bags off with them they will hold them and then later on if you get to your room you just get to your room and you can call and they'll bring your bags to your room they also do this for groceries like if you're doing a grocery order you can have your groceries delivered to bell services Bell services will then take your groceries to your room, obviously tip them for that too. So anything that you're using bell services for is a tipable service along with valet or anything like that, which valet, you know, they will, Disney, that's not a complimentary. They will charge you and then you also would tip for valet, but uh, it's just something that a lot of people don't use, I don't think, or, or understand or stuff like that. It's just incredibly helpful, especially if you're staying at a value resort uh, in particular. You know, you're not staying in a single tower or an enclosed resort. Uh, You're staying in in a multi-building kind of site that you need your luggage carried to your room. And Bell Services will do that with the luggage carts. And a lot of times, last point on this, is there's not a lot of luggage carts that you can just go grab for yourself. And they don't really want you to because they want you to use Bell Services. So just use them you know, it's and, more organized. T- it's yeah. more, see
0: Bell or, Bell services are more organized and it is, um, another cool thing about this. And I, and I'm sorry to, to segue on this, but, um, it, one thing too, that if you have something that you have to refrigerate, like, let's say you have medicine or you have something that, Hey, you know, um, you have insulin or you have some kind of anything that you brought with you that you got and, and your room's not ready yet, but you want to go to the parks. They have refrigerated areas in those bell services that they can actually refrigerate the stuff for you. So if you brought some food, you brought some milk, you brought, some, I don't know if they yeah. have frozen for ice cream, but, but for milk and juice and stuff, they, they have refrigerated areas and they will put them in there for you too. So you can request that. And a lot of people don't realize that because if you don't request it, then it'll just sit there in a hot room. But if you request it, they will put that in there for you. And if they, cause they don't know what's in your bag. So they're not going to know that. Um, but also, but check that out because it's another good service. And again, that's complimentary too. It's part of it. You know, obviously you want to tip the person, but it is complimentary too.
1: Right. Yep. So that's my, that's my tip. Obviously it's kind of a, a again, a duh tip because you see people do it, but I, I really think that n- not everybody uses Bell services. So I think it's just, um, it's there to be used.
0: No, it's a good one. Very good one. Okay. My, my next did, did you know, is, um, for you, you guys that are pin collectors, and I, like I a lot of us are pin collectors, and a lot of the people want to be pin collectors, so it's a, it's a cool thing. Um, I will tell you that there are, if you are a DVC member, um, I also think annual pass you can too, but I, I know for DVC, you can, um, when you go to one of the shops, you can actually ask the person at the cash register if they have any special DVC pins, and they will open up a drawer, and they will ask you for your, you know, for your DVC membership, you know, either on your, your card or your, uh, you know, a picture on your phone. Um, and, and they will, and they have extra pins there that you can get that are only there for certain memberships. Um, they have some pretty cool ones. Now, again, they're not usually cheap, but they're really cool. And they're very usually, you know, out of the ordinary ones. So I would, you know, if you're a pin collector check it out because I actually, and I've actually gone to different stores and seen different ones. Cause sometimes maybe they haven't updated ones or another. And um, you will see some, they might have like three or four different kinds in the drawer, depending on how many they have left. Um, you can actually, you could actually do well. And I, I also will tell you my other thing about that is if you are a pin collector, go to the more obscure um, gift shops. Don't go to the main ones in the main drag. Cause that means everybody's passed through there. Go to like, you know one of my i i'm giving this away one of my favorites is the yacht club because they always seem to be like no one goes to that gift shop the beach club one people tend to more but the, the yacht club no one goes all the way over to that gift shop um that's a great one to go get some pins um i would say maybe you know saratoga springs i would say um you know that gift shop not, a lot of people don't go in there looking for pins um I know Port Orleans has some good ones. I know Old Key West does. So if you're ever going to go do some pin trading or look for things, go to those obscure um, gift shops. Look at the ho- look at the hotel resorts, um, or some of the park shops that are off the beaten track, and you might find cash cast members that have cool pins. So do that too. But I, I also feel that that's the one thing if people people don't know DVC members. Don't know. I think annual pass has some too that you can get. So I, I just have never looked for those, but if you don't know that it exists, you should do it.
1: Yeah. I mean, my, one of my favorites to go to is miss Dorcas Mickey ears shop. It's kind of off the beaten path and they have some yes. good pins.
0: That is a cool place.
1: Um, But yeah, that's, I mean, that's a great one. So I mean, pins um, you know, I do, I do pin trading sometimes I need to do it more. It's really my fault because I forget to take my pins to trade with me, but you know, pin trading is back. It was, it was really kind of done for a while because of COVID, but now it's back. There's cast members, they wear them and they have the pin boards. They have them all over the place. I'm pretty sure that almost every resort now has pins for sale and most, if not all are doing pin trading as well too. So great tip there for, for, um, for, for hidden pin sets and DVC stuff. So my last one is something that is actually not rolled out to every resort yet. And that is the Hey Disney, um, I guess, piece of hardware. So this is something that we, we actually used it for the first time. They had it at all star when we stayed there And, and, there's not a published list. There is a, hey, we've seen them at these resorts kind of list floating out there. And, and All Stars had them and, and some of the values in Saratoga, Riviera, Grand Floridian Contemporary. There's a lot that have, have them and it's not in every room yet. But essentially it is an, and I'll only say this word once so that it doesn't trigger your devices. It's an Alexa device that is, it's kind of compact and it's next to your, your bed or, or kind of to the side and it's plugged in and it has an overlay of Disney. And it's also encased with like a rubber casing that has Mickey ears on it. So the cool feature about this is it's got a lot of cool stuff on it. And and we played with it for a while. Essentially you say, Hey Disney, and it activates, and you can give it a lot of different voice commands. The coolest thing I think is that it is connected to a form of guest services. Like you can ask Hey Disney for more towels for your room. You can ask Hey Disney for different things like that for, you know, like as a towels, trash bag, trash changes, whatever um, you can do that. Or you can have it tell you a bedtime story. You can do a wake up call from Mickey or goofy. There's also uh, jokes you can do on there. There's different ambiance noises. This one was really cool you could play some Disney parks like background music on the Hey Disney as well. So it's a cool little gimmick thing. I mean, what does everybody use it? No, you can definitely turn off the voice recognition to make it private. You can unplug it uh, because it has a small little light on it, which small little lights like that. It bugs us. I don't know if it bugs everyone else. So we unplugged it at night and then plugged it back in the next day, but it's a cool, you know, device, especially for kids to interact and you know, have fun and have Disney characters interact with you. So to me, this is the cool stuff that Disney can offer that, you know, it does cost money to them, but not much to purchase that Amazon device and, you know, to have it in the guest rooms to, to give guests a little extra on their trip. So I thought it was cool and um, hopefully they'll put it in all the rooms.
0: I, I That's, that's really cool. I, I like that one. That's a good one. And that, that wasn't around all the time. So that's, that's good that that's there now. I like it a lot. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: So, I, I the next one. Did you know is an interesting one. So, did you know that you can get free souvenirs, which we all like free things, right? And especially if you don't spill. If you go to parks and you don't feel like spending any money on their high-priced souvenirs, if you go over to now again, you have to you have to look really closely on this. So, let's you go to Pirates of the Caribbean, and you get out of there, and then you start walking towards. Um, Big Thunder Mountain that way, okay? Mm-hmm. In the old building where they used to have a McDonald's french fry shop, if you remember back when that was there, um, there's a little building that has... it's 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 got a Pirates game. And you can go in and it's the coolest thing. You go in there and they have maps and they have a little... It'll give you on a scavenger... It'll set you on a scavenger hunt you can go look a lot of... Find a lot of different things that are very interactive. It's not as intricate is the one in epcot but this one is really cool and in you also get free maps um the last time we were there i got a blackbeard map i got a a haven's defense rap, map and i got the king's ransom map and each one of these maps takes you on a different scavenger hunt and it's all about all around magic kingdom it's very cool um Jack Sparrow has a note inside inside of all of them. So Jack Sparrow leaves you these clues. Um, and you can you can just it, you can keep it. you can bring you bring it home. One's from uh, actually, one of them is from Dr. Jean Charreette, whoever that is, and one of them's from Captain Jack. And the other one is from Captain L.s. Who is that? Captain Edward Teach. Oh yeah, that's um, that's one of the guys on the on the on the ship. Well, these are free. These maps are free, and they're really cool. So you can go there, get some free maps. You can give them to people as a souvenir. Um, if you don't, if you like, like, you have a friend at home, and you don't feel like spending money on them, but you want to bring them something. Go get one of those maps. they will give you <laughs> one. Um, and they're really cool. I did not know it was there in all the years I've gone. You know, I know it hasn't been there that long because they got. I don't know how long ago they got rid of the French fry stamp, but it's had to be five or six years ago, if not more. So they they had, they put this there and somebody brought me there last time. Actually, it was an Imagineer who brought me there. And he said, he said, yeah, a lot of people miss this all the time, but it's one of the coolest things. And I'm telling you guys, those maps are really cool. So check it out. It's, it's worthy of going to.
1: That is a cool tip. Um, Like you said, the the scavenger hunts are free and that's a cool thing because you can always do something fun. I want to add one more, a free thing that we discovered. And we, we, we love it. It's it, This is actually at the end of the Seas with Nemo ride. You're walking. It's on the first floor. And you know, Brian, in the in between like where the shark play area is and another fish exhibit, they have a table sitting out with different skulls, right? And it typically has a cast member there that's showing you what type of sea creature uh, this once was and, and the skull and the teeth. And they're showing you this stuff. And, and on their table, they have um, little books, little pamphlets, and it's got Dory's picture on the front. Well, Ezra was walking up there one day and, and the customer said, hey, you want some stickers? And so he handed him one of these books, which you can just walk by and just take a book. They're, they're on the stand. They teach you some cool C facts as you walk around. You can kind of look at the thing. But there's two full pages of stickers for kids on in, in these little books. So And, and they're free. And so i think that's a cool little thing as well and um of course you can do the the animal kingdom scavenger hunt as well right that's the uh it's from up and yep, it's yep it's over
0: at it's over at um rafiki's planet watch around that way yeah you can, yep. you can get it yep. there
1: you can get yep. it all throughout there and you can get different stuff and some stickers there as well and, and there's it, also
0: one at epcot. There's Ep- epcot epcot has the one in each yep. country and you'll get the stamp book
1: The kid yep, yeah, Yep. So you can do that as well. So there's a lot of cool stuff that's free like that and you can get, like you said, souvenirs. So just was adding that in there, but that's good. Anything uh, else from you?
0: I have one more to to round it off and this is just another, did you know, and that people don't know. Um, You know, we always like our animatronics and, you know, for example, magic kingdom has a lot of animatronics, you know, obviously they have um, some in space mountain, they have some, some in carousel of progress um, they have some in in Snow White. Uh, uh, they, I'm sorry, they have in the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Um, they have they're, they're all over the place. But did you know that they have one? There's a couple in Tom Sawyer Island way, way back in the fort. And a lot of people don't know that there's there's some that exist there and they have never seen them. There's a blacksmith and I think there's a horse and there's some mm-hmm. yep. animals and they're there. And, and you have you know, you have to take a long walk to get to them, but they're there. And I also could tell you that two of the quietest spots in Magic Kingdom are in Tom Sawyer Island. If you go into Tom Sawyer Island and you go in the fort and you go in the very, very top floor of the fort in the gun turret, all the way in the far left corner, you go up, there's seats up there. And I could tell you, last time I was there, uh, I was kind of tired. I went over there and I sat for like, 20 minutes before a person came by there and I just was kind of like just trying to catch a quick because I had been up late the night before I was like wow I could have actually slept here if I really wanted to I was just sitting there hanging out I said this is a pretty cool pretty cool view to begin with but I said you know what no one even came by I could have slept here and then no, then from that point on no one came by for another 15 minutes because I was waiting for somebody and then I, I was like this has got to be the quietest place in, in, in Magic Kingdom but then I went over to Polly's Landing which is on the far end and there's like a little atrium there on the water, overlooking the haunted mansion, mm-hmm. and no one goes over there. It's empty and it's quiet. So if you ever need to get, one of the things about Thomas Island is you can get a lot of activity there, and you could get, you could actually build up a big sweat if you go there because you're going through the mines, you're doing, going up and down the hills, going on the bouncy bridge and all that. You'll 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 definitely lose some pounds doing that. But if you also need to just chill out a little bit and maybe, you know, take an hour of total, you know, just, I want to, I want to get away from these crowds. Go over there because you'll find some great quiet spaces. So if you're looking for that quiet space, you know, again, I'm giving up another big tip, but it's, it's there and it exists. Yep,
1: That's, I mean, that's a good one. We, we went to Tom Slayer Island. Finally, you know, I told you we did and we had fun. It's uh it is, it was very hot that day. And we worked up a sweat, but it was so cool seeing the animatronics back there, the blacksmith and then going up top. And, you know, you when you actually fire the guns, it makes a noise. Yes. Uh, And so that's cool. And um, it, it, it is peaceful. It is definitely peaceful. And there's a lot of chairs. There's places to sit. Uh, you just shaded. don't realize—you
0: just don't realize that you're there. Like you don't realize that you're in Magic Kingdom. You know, no. a little bit. You kind of forget. The only thing
1: I wish is that they had a walkover bridge that you didn't have to take the boat. Now I know that's a part of it, right? And they couldn't have a walkover bridge because the uh, the, the 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 boat, boat slam into it the, the boat goes across. Right? Whoa! We hit the bridge again. <laughs> yeah, but it. Yeah, that's that's kind of cool because sometimes they're not running it, and I think it would be cool to kind of just be able to walk over there when you wanted to. But anyways, it is cool. And I think it's a it's kind of an unsung uh, kind of secret spot there. So that's a good one.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, some there's been some famous. um, Walt has had some famous releases, press releases and things like that there on the island, on Tom Sawyer Island, which is another another historical fact that we could talk about in another episode. But that is a cool thing.
1: Very cool. Any uh any closing thoughts? That was all on my no, list for kind of a I think this was
0: great stuff. I think this is great stuff. If people if, if there's anybody out there who knew every single one of these things, I'd be very surprised. So hope hopefully, hopefully you learned something today, guys.
1: Very cool. And uh definitely keep the conversation going because we want to know little known facts that maybe you know that you could teach us. I mean, we're always learning. I, I'm learning every time I go to Walt Disney World. I see something, hear something, or do something that I've never done before. And I'm not just saying that. It's actually true. Uh, There's so much to do. And we would love to hear what you have to say, Spoonie. So a spoonful of podcasts, Spoonie Nation on Facebook. You can also find us on X and on Instagram as well. Uh, Please don't forget to rate and review our show. So here's a little cool piece of information. So from our Apple podcast, we have um, recently... A review from Oreo Lover 66 said, informative and fun. Love these guys. Their personalities bring a great spark to the Disney Parks commentary. Well, thank you, Oreo Lover 66. That is a very kind comment. And uh, we appreciate your rating and review. And if you're listening to this and you want to add on to that, we would appreciate that as well. So without further ado, broadcasting from the backside of water. Until next time, we'll see you then.
0: Thank you for listening to A Spoonful of Podcast. You can find show notes, ways to follow us on social media, and all episodes on aspoonfulofpodcast.com. Now that you've experienced the magic, it's time for the most dangerous part of our podcast, The Return to Civilization. I want to give a big thank you shout out to my good friends Brian and Evan. And everybody at the Spoonful of Podcasts. We love you, Spoonful of Podcasts. Yes, we do. Spoonful of Podcasts, we love you. Spoonful of Podcasts, it's true. Spoonful of Podcasts, we love you.